Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when we work together. My guest this week is Zakia Kaji, and she is the founder of Swap It Up, which is a volunteering program for young people who want to be involved in tackling climate change and fighting against fast fashion. I think Swap It Up is such a fun organization that is doing great work to get young people involved in the climate movement. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Zakia Kaji. I'm Zakia Kaji. I'm the founder of an environmental organization called Swap It Up. And essentially what we do is we run clothing exchanges in secondary schools. And it's all about educating young people about the issues of fast fashion, but also giving them the opportunity to take action against climate change and the fast fashion industry through clothing exchanges, getting to swap clothes at school. So it's really convenient and it's really kind of fun community led initiative and um, the idea is that it's led by students in the schools so it's a very much kind of peer-to-peer um, opportunity and something that everyone can kind of get involved in um, but what we've also developed because of over covid we weren't able to run those in schools so we developed something called our creators program which has been very much focusing on uh, educating young people on loads of different areas of uh, environmental issues but also the solution so we're very kind of problem and solution focus we don't want to present that problem without also presenting a solution because of the riddle of climate anxiety that if there's nothing that you can actually take agency um, it can be very stressful so we want to give young people the opportunity to also take action so that is a lot of it that is focused on being creative in some way a lot of that comes through social media so a lot of social media posts that are created to raise awareness about different issues and then also the actions that you can take as solutions but then there's plenty of other things that they've created as well so we've got like blog posts uh videos podcasts uh art pieces poems so really trying to be creative in whatever way we can to educate as many young people as possible because the idea is it's young people again educating other young people through social media essentially so that's a lot of kind of the two things that we've been working on is these clothes swaps and this creators program. So that's that's what Swap It Up is, briefly. That was a great introduction to Swap It Up and to all the work that you're doing. And I'm so excited to have you on this podcast to talk more about your organization because I think it's such a fun idea and it's a great way to get young people involved in the climate movement. So can you tell me more about what really inspired you to get started with this project? Tell me more about the process for you to really found and begin this work with Swap It Up. Yeah, of course. So I originally wanted to be a fashion designer so I've always been really interested in like style and fashion um and I've always really enjoyed kind of charity shopping and I would go uh charity shopping with my granny and my grandma and we would go and find the best bargain that we could and usually you find some nice designer pieces for quite cheap and stuff like that so I've always been interested in kind of that side but also the kind of design and style side as well um so my original passion had been to become a fashion designer 
And then 2018, uh, the IPCC, which is the Inter Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, um, which is a group of scientists, released a report uh, that basically told us that we had 12 years left uh, before climate change became irreversible. So it was when that was released that I had always been kind of aware of climate change and global warming, but that was kind of the moment that sparked, oh, I, I want to do something about this. Um, and I took that passion, I find it really funny when this rhymes, but passion for fashion, um, and which is also disputedly the second most polluting industry after the oil industry. So knowing that that's actually a massive problem and then wanted to find a solution to that, um, and that's a way of also taking action against climate change. Um, but as well as there being the environmental cost of it, there's also a massive social cost to the fashion industry as well. But the solution to both of them, both of those issues is generally by just kind of using what we have more. So pre-loved clothes is generally the best kind of solution to that and the most ethical solution. So that was kind of the road that I focused on. And so I was on holiday when this IPCC report was released and we were in Italy and there were loads of uh, these like clothes markets, these pre-loved clothes markets that we were going to. And so again, that's kind of something that was happening around me and kind of came up with the idea and was bouncing the ideas off of my mum essentially and just going oh this would be a really cool idea of something to do at school and then figuring out exactly how how to make it happen um, and so then went back to school and after a little bit of kind of back and forth managed to actually get it going uh, by kind of the February and then had just you know a few more schools interested in doing it and it kind of grew from there um, uh, we were supposed to have seven more schools, so it would have been 10 in total um, that had signed up just before, literally the week before the UK went into lockdown and the schools shut and everything. So that was a little bit annoying, but to do with our creators programme, that was sparked out of that. So, you know, all these things have a silver lining. We've now got these two amazing programmes that are running. And as of this February, schools have been very much wanting to get the swaps running again in school. So we're now, you know, getting both of them running again. That's so cool. And I'm so glad that you were able to get back into running both of those programs. And as you mentioned, you, you mentioned the phrase pre-loved. And I think that's such a fun phrase. I would love for you to just explain when and why you started using that phrase, because it definitely sounds better than maybe secondhand um, when, when we we're talking about clothes and stores. So can you tell me more about why you use that term? Yeah, so um, I always think that I generally would have had like uh, charity shops or maybe thrift stores, but it's more talked about as charity shops in the UK. Um, and then sort of secondhand or hand-me-downs and stuff like that, which is kind of the way that it has been viewed as if, you know, someone's discarded stuff that they don't want anymore. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, a lot of the time it's just, you know, for kids especially, or teenagers that you've just grown out of it, you, you can't wear them anymore because you physically don't fit into them. Um, and that's the case for, you know, even as you get older that you just don't fit into those clothes anymore or you just get older and your style evolves. So that doesn't mean that it's someone's unwanted clothes, which secondhand can seem like it's unwanted. And hand-me-downs are usually, you know, you're 
uh, restricted to your older siblings' sense of style. You don't get that own, your own self-expression through clothing. So the use of the word pre-loved is just a lot more. I think has a massive like positive connotation behind it because it does suggest you know this is a very well loved piece that someone has cherished and that they didn't necessarily want to part with but for reasons they had to but it means that you get to give it a second lease of life essentially and so I think it's just got a really positive connotation to it but that's the reason why I use that word more than I would use secondhand and um, so I started off you know using secondhand and then found this word and went okay that's it not really going to use secondhand anymore going to use going to use the word pre-love because it just sounds so much nicer I think that terminology is so cute so thank you for sharing that and I would also love to know as someone who isn't that aware of the issues with the fashion industry could you tell me some about the problems that are being caused by the industry and could you also share some of the solutions that are addressing those problems I know some companies are really trying to make their products and production processes more sustainable but can you give me an overview of the problems and the solutions with the fashion industry as a whole? Yes, of course. So I won't go into too much detail. I'll just kind of give like a brief, brief overview of what's kind of going on. But looking at like the whole life assessment of a piece of clothing. So that's from the materials being used in the first place to those being turned into the fabrics and then the fabrics being turned into uh, the garments and then being transported to the shops where we then buy them and then we wear them a couple of times and then throw them away so first of all when we're growing the materials or we've got synthetic so we've got natural and we've got uh, synthetic material fabrics um, or materials fibers that synthetic fibers often derived from fossil fuels so that massive contributor to um, climate change but also uh, they are plastic based so plastics are fossil fuel based so that means that when we wash those clothes those fibers are little microplastics that end up in the waterways um, and I'm sure quite a few people are aware of kind of the issue of microplastics um, and how those end up through the food chain but then if we look at natural fibers uh, they're usually especially cotton which is one of the most popular is very water intensive You've got problems with ones that aren't plant-based, but that come such as wool or silk, for example, that come from animals. Uh, though the welfare of animals, they've got the issues with that as well. So, of course, there are some materials, especially newer ones that are coming along, um, that are being made in a way that usually are plant-based and are less water-intensive. Uh, the other issue that we see, see as well with cotton and other materials that are water intensive is usually also in areas with poor water security as well so it's already putting a strain on the access to water that the communities there would also would want to access for drinking water and etc so it's putting an extra strain on that water availability as well so that's just the kind of materials side of things and then when it gets to kind of the production side of things you've got the social issues that come with the poor working conditions uh there was the rana plaza collapse um and so there was a massive uproar around that happening and 
a massive call for fast fashion companies to make sure that the factories that their workers are working in are much safer, which resulted in the Bangladesh Accord, which came up for renewal last August, um, and not all of them re-signed on to that. Um, and then you've also got the carbon emissions that come from that as well, from the production side of things, as well as then the transport emissions, uh, both the materials to the factories, but then also the garments to the shops and then to your homes. And then we've got the issue of uh, the life cycle of garments in your wardrobe, usually to do with trends coming and going so quickly. You used to have two seasons a year in the fashion world, and now it's 52 you have a new collection every week. Some fast fashion companies have a new collection every day. So it's really fast paced and it means that there's way more clothes than we can ever kind of use. We currently have enough clothes out there to last us the next 25 years. So we actually don't need any more clothes. The problem though that comes along with that is also kind of size inclusivity. So whilst we've got enough clothes to last us 25 years that's not enough clothes to last everyone the next 25 years so what we need to also be focusing on is making sure that we have sustainable clothes that are accessible to everyone as well um, and then we've also got the issue of those clothes ending up in landfill a lot of the time so in the UK we have 350,000 tonnes of worn but still wearable clothing that ends up in our landfills every single year so then imagine that on a global scale don't have the exact statistic on a global scale but that's just the UK alone so you've got all of these different steps throughout production and transport and then when it comes to wearing it they all kind of factor into each other so that that's why fast fashion and generally the fashion industry as well is having uh, such so many issues both on an environmental and a social scale um, in terms of companies that are doing great stuff and um, there definitely are but looking at you know using uh, materials that are much more eco-friendly ones that are using factories with proper working conditions but also with low carbon emissions as well and trying to make clothes closer to the people that are going to be wearing them etc so you have got these things that are happening but like I said we do have enough clothes currently for the majority of people we have enough clothes we can look at sort of upcycling clothes and seeing how we can prevent as many clothes from going to landfill as possible but also the best thing to do is to give your clothes a new lease of life because so many of the times we have worn them either keep wearing them in your ward keep them in your wardrobe and keep taking them out and wearing them um but if that's not possible then to take them to a charity shop a thrift store or to a clothes swap um clothes swaps are great because you take clothes and you come away with more clothes um and I might be slightly biased because of the fact that we run a clothes swap but there's, there's a reason why I came up with the idea in the first place so those are like a really great way of kind of refreshing your wardrobe and especially a great way for sort of young people who don't have a lot of access to a disposable income to have access to clothes because we run ours on a token system 
So you bring in your clothes, you get tokens in the exchange, tokens for other clothes. There's no money passing hands and you get to kind of experiment with sense of style. So that's how ours work. Some for adults work slightly differently where you might have to pay an entrance fee, but usually it works out quite well economically and financially. So, yeah. I love the token idea because I think it makes swapping clothes so much more accessible to young people who, as you mentioned, may not have much disposable income. So I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know how or maybe where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? I would say, first of all, figure out what it is that you're passionate about. And a lot of the time it is much easier to get going with something that you're passionate about now that doesn't necessarily have to mean that your passion is the environment or it can be like how mine was fashion originally is finding actually where is there something slightly problematic in the area that you are really passionate about or not even problematic but where can you find a solution for a problem within the space that you are passionate about and how can you utilize your own skills and that passion that you already have, you already have a lot of energy and ambition behind you. So how can you use that to kind of spur you on and you're not starting from scratch because that is something that is already territory that you know. It can be quite daunting sometimes starting from scratch because you feel like, oh, this is something that I want to do something about, but I don't, I don't know where to start. But the best place to start is with stuff that you do already know. And especially if you want to do stuff and the environmental space the thing is the, the climate crisis is going to affect everyone everywhere it's going to affect us all differently and on different timescales but it is going to affect everyone and it's going to affect what each of us does as well whatever it is that we love the most whatever we are passionate about so how can we make sure that the thing that we are passionate about is kind of spearheading the way forward to not contribute towards the climate crisis but in fact you know it's contributing towards the fight against the climate crisis essentially I love the work that Zakia is doing with Swap It Up, and I think it is such a fun and innovative way to get young people involved in fighting against climate change. I was inspired by Zakia's answer to my last question when she talked about how everyone will be impacted by the climate crisis. We will all be affected differently depending on where we live, what we do, who we are, but it will affect us all and will change all of our lives. Zakia is doing great work to mobilize Gen Z in the fight against climate change, and it is a step in the right direction, because just as climate change is going to affect everyone, it's going to require everyone to fight against it. So I think we can all remember some of Zakia's advice about being more thoughtful about our fashion and lifestyle choices, because change comes when we work together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can connect with Zakia on Instagram at Zakia Kaji to get connected with her, and you can find Swap It Up on Instagram as well at Swap It Up. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, 
Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.